0: It is day four of DAF test. We are holding the Gemara on DAF test on the base about 14 lines down from the top of the page. We've been learning about Chlokes, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yehuda. What are the key components of Yovel? In other words, in a Yovel year, we're not allowed to work the land. But the Gemara said, we have a phrase, Yovel he, and Yovel comes to tell us, even if you don't have all the requirements of Yovel, the things that you're required to do on a Yovel, you still have a Yovel year and you have to not work the land. But then we have the phrase he, yovel he, which comes to say, no, you need some of these components of a yovel year in order to have the requirement of not working the land. So we explained yesterday that we have a couple of pesukim, which in aggregate tell us that the first thing you have to do in the yovel is blow the shofar. That's one requirement. Then the Torah in chapter 25 of Ayikra, verse number 10, tells us you have to release slaves. You should have a deror, which is the release of slaves as a liberty in the land. Then the Torah says Yovel he the two words that are the subject of the is Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda which I've explained a moment ago, and finally B'shavtem isha l'chuzasu you have the release of ancestral lands. So surrounding these words Yovel he which are the subjects of the dispute Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda we have number one the blowing of the shofar in the previous pasuk, then we have across them the release of all f- slaves, then we immediately have Yovel he. And then we have the release of ancestral lands. That's the order in the Pesukim. Now yesterday we gave a reason for the position of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi explained why did he think shofar was the one thing you can't live without. The one thing that defines a Yovel year. He gave two reasons for that yesterday. Today the Gemara moves on to Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says, Bishlam al Rabbi everything works well according to Rabbi Yossi, He gave a reason for his position, why he thought blowing the shofar was the most important thing. El Rabbi my Tama, what's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yohuda said, the most important thing is the freeing of the slaves. And you cannot live without that. If you don't have people freeing their slaves in the Yeovil year, you have no Yeovil at all. But you can live without blowing the shofar and you can live without the release of ancestral lands to their original owners. In other words, if you don't do those things, you still have a Yovel year. So long as people release their slaves, it's still Yovel, and you still can't work the land in that year. So why does Rabbi Yehuda hold that? Why does he hold the release of slaves as the most important thing? On my because he looks at the pasuk and the structure of the pasuk, which I've tried to explain very clearly. The pasuk says, the dorar Barat, you shall proclaim a liberty in the land." And we said that comes immediately before the words Yovel right before the words Yovel he. and he holds Mikra nidra shlefanov. He holds that a phrase in a pasuk, in this case, Yovel is expounded to shed light upon the phrase that appears immediately before it. Immediately before it, it says, And that is a requirement of yovel hi That yovel is defined by the release of slaves. That's how we learn a past account, by looking at the phrase that came before the phrase we're expounding. But not on the phrase that came before the one, immediately before the phrase we're expounding. So the structure again is, first we have shofar, then we have ukrasem darar, the liberty, the release of slaves. And then we have yovel hi. And then we have the release of ancestral lands. So Rabbi Yehuda says, when we're looking at the words yovel hi, we use them to expound the phrase that came straight immediately before, which was ukrasem darar, the liberty, the release of slaves. But we don't go two steps back to look at shofar. Shofar is not integral, only the release of slaves is integral. And that's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says... I understand what you've told me about Behudah's position. The Alma Khairis." Everyone seems to agree that this word or seems to be a language of liberty, of releasing slaves, of freedom. My mashma, where do we know that from? Where does the word Doror tell us? And where do we see that it means liberty or freedom? The Tanya, we learn in the following "Ain Khairis." Doror is a language of liberty. It connotes liberty or freedom. On um, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda says What is the Lashon? What's the term? It connotes someone who dwells in any dwelling place Doror from the word dar To live in a place And transports merchandise in any land In other words He can live wherever he wants He is dar. He's Doror He can live wherever he wants Because he is a free man Doror is related to Doror To dwelling place Because a slave is subject to his master's will He can't travel at will He can't travel freely But a free man can can go wherever he wants and Darar is related to Dayara, to Dar, he can go wherever he wants and that's how we know Darar means liberty. Now having brought the Machlokas, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda, each of whom says that we only need one thing in order to define Yovel, Rabbi Yossi says it's shofar, Rabbi Yehuda says releasing of slaves, the Gemara brings a third more strict view of the Yovel criteria. I'm Rabbi Chilbar Abba. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Chilbar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Zudev and Rabbi These are the opinions of Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Yehuda. But the Chachamim say, "Shlosh don We need all three things. They're all Ma'akev. The They're all essential to Yovel. Sounding the shofar, freeing the slaves, and relinquishing ancestral lands. They're all essential to achieving the Yovel status. Why? Because Kassavri mikorni d'roshlefonov v'leifnei panov u'la'achrov. The Chachamim hold, unlike Rabbi Yehuda, who said we only expound to the phrase immediately before the one we're looking at, which is why he held it's only, the only critical thing is the release of slaves. They hold we expound both to the phrase immediately before, and the one two steps before, and the one after. What is the phrase immediately before Yovelhi? We know it's, semdera, it's about the release of slaves, so that's integral according to the rabbis. What is the phrase two steps before the phrase Yovelhi? That is the blowing of the shofar in verse number nine. In the verse before, that's the previous clause. Now what is the requirement immediately after Yovel He, The Torah says, V'shav'tem that you have to release the ancestral lands to their original owners. And therefore all of these requirements are required according to the rabbis in order to have a Yovel. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. But, of yo-vel, he can't be. When we learned the Gomorrah yesterday, we explained, we had a phrase, Yovel, which, is, which comes to say, hey, we're going to have Yovel, whether or not we have these requirements. Then we had the phrase, He, which explained we need these requirements. So we said, okay, maybe we need some of them, and we don't need some others of them. There are three requirements. Maybe we need one of them, we don't need two of them. But according to the rabbis, they've just said we need all of them. It seems they're only using the word, He. To say we need all of them, what about the term yovel, which we said came to tell us we're going to have a yovel, whether we have some of these requirements or not. It seems, according to the rabbis, you need all of the requirements. So what do they use the term yovel for? And this term yovelhi is entirely extraneous because the pasuk repeats in a following pasuk yovelhi. It tells us more than once that it's yovel. So this entire phrase, Yovel he is completely superfluous and extraneous in the Pasuk. And that's why all these rabbis can learn something out from Yovel he Rabbi Yos, Rabbi Huda, and also the Rabbanot. So the Gemara says, what are the rabbis going to do with the word Yovel, given that they seem to have told us that all three requirements, blowing shofar, releasing slaves, and releasing ancestral properties, they all seem to be integral to achieving the status of a Yehudah. So the Gemara explains that, Ahudah that comes to teach us that the Yovel laws are in place, are in effect, even outside of Eretz Yisrael. When it says Yovel, it tells us it's always Yovel. Not it's always Yovel, even if you don't have some of these requirements. Actually, they're all required. Rather, it's always Yovel, even if you're outside of Eretz Yisrael. So it comes to include something, but not of these requirements of blowing shofar, of releasing slaves, and ancestral properties. Rather, it's always Yovel, even if you're outside of Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, V'aksev Baritz. The Torah says, You shall proclaim a liberty in the land. There's an implication clearly in the Pasuk that it's only Ba'aretz in Eretz Israel, That the yovel only takes effect in Israel. So the Gemarans says, No, the expression is coming to tell us I, only at a time that liberty for slaves is practiced in Eretz Yisrael. Shanoeg, baaret, noeg so then it's practiced outside of Eretz Israel. But when releasing slaves is not practiced in Eretz Yisrael it's also not practiced outside of Eretz Yisrael so in other words Yovel actually the laws of Yovel do apply outside of Eretz Yisrael what does the Torah then mean when it says Baaretz in the land that's coming to teach us that the law of releasing slaves only applies outside of Eretz Yisrael when it is happening in Eretz Yisrael if it's not happening in Eretz Yisrael it doesn't have to happen outside of Eretz Yisrael either but really Yovel principally does apply outside of Eretz Yisrael we're going to hold it today I wish you all a very good